your mother, it's time for another episode of Birds with Friends. Just the trio of feathery brethren, weathering any season to see the Eagles eating teams like Scrammy's top with cheese. It's Philadelphia, Bo Sheila and Zach kicking it cooler than three penguins till Zach runs off with his valet keys. He's a real nuanced goose. Pull up a branch, get loose. It's time for some juice on some Birds with Friends. The early bird gets the worm, but prefers getting turned like a turn on some Birds with Friends. Bo Sheila and Zach coming at you with stats and things flapping their wings on Birds with friends. All I know is Zach said he has a game where Sheila don't read both 7,000 And I said, I'm in. Let's go. Let's do it. <laughs> and so the yeah, purpose of that's what of, I, really what I needed was not to get at least one more reader. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to Birds with Friends on a Friday morning. Bo Wolf, Zach Berman, Sheila Kapadia, Marissa Morris here for uh, uh, one of our favorite episodes of the year. I think the the annual second annual spread your wins and fly draft in which we uh, go through the NFL team over unders and draft our rosters for the season to see who uh, has the best pulse on the NFL. No surprise last year it was. In fact, the NFL, Mr. National himself, Shil Kapadia, so he's the defending champ. But before we get to all of that, let's find out what uh, what Eagles news there is from the Stone Cold newsman, Zach Berman. I was waiting for the music, but uh, I, I suppose that comes in after the fact. <laughs> Sorry about that. Uh, leave this all in. I thought you had died or something. <laughs> what happened? Uh, so the Eagles signed... Hassan Ridgeway, they, they brought him back to the 53-man roster. They placed Jack Driscoll, Tyree Jackson, and Josiah Scott on injured reserve. Then they claimed, and I'm sorry if I screw up the pronunciation here. Hold on Andre, here. I can, tell you the, I can tell you the pronunciation. Well, you, you, Andre uh, Shashari? No. Is that correct? No, it is uh, Sacheray. Sacheray. Andre Sacheray. A defensive back who was on the practice squad in Indianapolis last year when Jonathan Gannon was the the secondaries coach. And from all our reports from our colleagues in Indianapolis, he had a really good camp with the Colts. So he comes in and he provides D-back depth, of course, which is I Scott now on IR. Uh, we don't need to get into all the practice squad moves, but the only the the notable press conference since then was Zach Gertz. It was his first time talking. Uh, since the since his emotional press conference last year, he said there have been apologies, there have been fence mending, uh, there's been forgiveness on his end. Um, he made a concerted effort this summer not to. Uh, he he did not want to ruffle feathers. He wanted to be a pro. He told his agent, "Don't have leaks." He was going to accept being here. He's healthier than he's been in a long time. He had off-season surgery. Uh, he said this is the most fun he's been having at work in a few years. And he 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 pointed out that working with Nick Sirianni has changed him in essence as a, as a tight end. He's adding things to his game from Nick Sirianni's experience as a wide receiver teacher that is almost counterintuitive to the way he's played tight end over the uh, over the past eight years. So it was it was interesting in that he wasn't coming out saying cliche statements. He was speaking fairly honestly, and then when he was asked if the Eagles treated him honestly during the past eight months, uh, he has said, or he kind of laughed, and he said it's the point's moot. He, he really didn't, did not want to go down that path, uh, he said, but he's, he's emphasized forgiveness. And so 
as I wrote, you know, if if you think this was a manufactured thing, the reality is there's, you know, by saying there's been apologies, there's a reason to apologize. And to say there's forgiveness, there's a reason to forgive. So there's, and, and I would also add in, I, I don't mean to ramble here, but it's easy to say all this before week one. I'm fascinated to see what happens when they have to allocate playing time to Goddard and Ertz. But the bottom line is Ertz is here. He's healthy. He's happy or happy enough to be out here. And uh, we'll see what happens. Sheila, how are you? So who's going to play? Who, who? How is this playing time going to be split up? You just mentioned it. I mean, yeah. that, that to me is a huge, like, a huge factor here. I mean, you're blocking a younger player from playing more snaps, a younger player who's hitting free agency next year. And, and this is the last year of Zach Ertz's contract too, right? Or no? Correct. This is. They're, okay, they're both so, on expired. They're both on Okay, so both there. guys are entering yep. free agency. I imagine would like to play and have strong years, and now you're keeping them both on the roster. You don't tell me you're going to throw you know, 12 personnel here on 50% of the snaps again. I don't believe that that's going to be the case. So uh, I haven't understood this situation really from um, over the last few months. I don't understand how it is at the point it's at right now. But I guess like you mentioned, uh, we will see how it plays out during the regular season. I don't know. I think, we're, I think, I think we overstate the problem of, of two tight ends a little bit. Like there's plenty of time for them both to play. Yes, they both want to produce entering uh, free agents uh, years, but they also want to be healthy, right? Like, I don't know. I don't think it's the worst thing in the world. No, if- I don't think any. I don't think any pass catcher thinks like that. Reduce my snap so that I can be healthy. I mean, I I, I think that probably Goddard is not not super thrilled. Goddard but- thought he would not to interrupt, but Goddard thought he was better than Ertz the day he stepped on, <laughs> in, into the Novacare complex. I mean, yeah. let's be honest. That's, that's not true. like, and, and that's not me ripping him. I mean, you're no. fine. It's fine to be confident. Uh, he was not lacking confidence. Confidence, like I remember his rookie season. Like he clearly thought that he should be playing a lot and that he could, you know, be, he was the best tight end on the roster. And now, after splitting these reps uh, or whatever, you know, splitting playing time for his entire rookie contract after being a second round pick and preparing for free agency, he's going to have to do it again. I don't know. I I don't know. I don't think that it's overstated. I just think, I think from a, like a, from an actual, like, how is this going to work standpoint? It's a little overstated. Like they're both going to play plenty. They're both going to, they're both going to get the ball thrown their way. Like, and they're both may, gonna may, probably be unhappy with the situation. I oh, you're right. Be. It's not gonna. Ma- I, I agree. It's not gonna manifest itself into you know. I don't think they're gonna be punching each other in the locker room or anything like that. But I think internally, or if you you know uh, had a couple of drinks with them on a uh, on a. Friday I think with Goddard evening. specifically, for sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know what you. So you think Ertz is happy with this situation? I don't know that he's happy with the situation, but I like I take. You know, I, there's there's like some some theories that like this is a deal between Ertz and the Eagles so that um, like they can trade him closer to the trade deadline if he's if he's healthy or whatever and like that's a handshake deal they made. I feel like I feel like Zach Ertz is not really uh, capable of that kind of uh, like lying. I, I I take him has I take him at his word. I think he's I think it was a pretty honest press conference from him. Sure. Um, like I I, I believe what he said that he he didn't expect to be back but now that he's back like he he is having a good time he's happy to be here i don't know i don't that doesn't seem that crazy to me so i think uh the person who might have to make the biggest adjustment is nick sirianni uh because i do think nick sirianni went into this 
wanting to play more 11 personnel. And I think he's going to play more 12 personnel than he, than he originally designed. And, and the other thing, and, and this I is kind of, this is kind of what I've heard a bit is, is that like, it, I mean, this isn't a big deal, but that Sirianni was really impressed with Ertz, right? You know what, you know, that was part of this too, is like Sirianni wanted Ertz here. Sirianni, um, you know, I think Ertz is a good player and he is. And if you're, if you're a pass catcher as a background, you can appreciate. I mean, Shield did that great story back in '18 on you know like the way he plays with leverage and the way he gets open. The the things that Ertz can still do at age 30, I, I think Nick Sirianni particularly appreciates. So even though I, I they they were definitely trending in the direction of more 11 personnel, I think they're going to end up playing more 12 than they initially envisioned because. I think it's it's going to come down to getting the five best guys on the field as much as they can. Well, Sirianni should want him here. I mean, if you're the co- that's the coach's job, yep. right? The coach just wants the best players, and you know, if, if you compare Zach Ertz or or Dallas Goddard to number two tight ends around the league, you, you know, they would be the best. Uh, I would think they would be the best number two tight end uh, in the NFL, unless uh, you know, Bo is a big Hunter Henry fan, so I guess you could say mm-hmm. the Patriots. Uh, but you know, they would be up there. So like, that's where the you know, Sir, if you're the coach, you want the best players. If you're the front office, you have to uh, figure other things out. You're probably, I mean, I don't, again, I don't want to overstate it. Well, and there's also that's going to torpedo their season, but I also don't buy that. This is, you know, a great situation where everybody's going to be happy and this is how it should have worked out. I mean, in in my opinion, I don't, it's impossible to say without knowing the exact deals they would have had on the table for Ertz. But in my opinion, this feels like a situation that should have been resolved um, a while ago where Ertz is playing elsewhere. You got something for him and Goddard is your starter. I think Goddard is the one is the one party involved who who probably is is not super thrilled. It's also like you know it's it's a football season. There's there's a very good chance that one of these guys is going to get hurt at some point, um, and so then the problem solves itself. But I guess they could have just they could. I mean, I think I think this whole thing would have been solved if they had signed Goddard to an extension uh, this summer. But who knows what he was who know, who knows what he was asking for. We'll uh, a huge and a huge development in uh, in the standings for the flu world order draft, because no wonder Shield is is uh, so upset about it because it totally torpedoed his chances. He had a 21 on Zach Ertz being back on the Eagles for week one of the roster. Zach, you are right now holding on to a one point lead in flu world order. You had uh, 10, 10 turkeys, I guess, on Ertz returning. I had 13. Shield had 21. And uh, there's really not a lot of chances. How about Ridgeway? For, uh, Ridgeway, you Ridgeway is the difference right now. You had okay. him as a nine, and Zach and Sheila and I had him as a ten. Okay. So you are up by one point on me. Um, and there's really like uh, Nate Sudfeld got released, right? If he comes back, that would make a difference. <laughs> He's um, not coming back. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like a lot of these guys are are on other rosters. If Nate Gary comes back, that uh, moves the needle. If uh, now that's really that's pretty much it. So you're you are looking good, Zach. It's a one point lead, but it it is looking like a pretty a pretty steady one point lead. Pretty, By the way, a pretty secured one point lead that I think uh, maybe D five tennis will tweet out. Real quick, ten seconds here. I I uh, I was listening back to the pod, and I I don't think I gave you proper credit, proper due for how Stop, impressive it is. Please. No, no, seriously, three years in a row to win that. <laughs> Um, like, like that, 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 well, that, this is an audio pod, be. but I am wearing the crown, <laughs> but no, seriously, it's, it's, it's well done. And it, it shows how it's cause you were how, so distracted by thinking I was cheating. 
it sh- I didn't think you were cheating, but it shows how much you pay attention in training camp and, and how you think uh, the way okay. you're supposed to think okay. we're putting this together. So credit to you. I'll be the one to gas myself up. We don't, you don't need to do it. Okay. Uh, I do have one other, uh, other thing on the, uh, the new guy that claimed off waivers. Mm-hmm. What do you think about this? Shay Sherry oh, Amor, lovely as a waiver claim. That's all. I'm, I'm not. We're not going full thing. This is more of oh, a. Okay. Uh, I didn't know if this was going to be another no, six minutes. A, this is more of a. This is more of a camu 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 camu. But I, I feel like Shay Sherry Amor. I feel like we can get that going as the song of the year. Good Go luck. Go for it. Good luck. Go for it. Uh, Shield, what's new in your life? Let's get to these picks. We have 32 okay. teams to get through. Yes. All right. Well, we actually have 31 teams to get through. We were, we will yeah. not be drafting the Eagles. But yeah, uh, why don't we draft the Eagles? I didn't understand that part. Because we do we do a full Eagles preview early next season, early next week. Like, we'll, oh, I we'll, think we'll, you should. We'll all go on the record with. Uh, yeah, but I think, think you should still be able to draft them if you feel strongly about their over under. I didn't really understand that. I mean, that's just that's just. How I think this is a, a, right. a roundabout way to uh, preview the season. I, I think okay. that's what Bo's getting at, right? All right. Yeah, this is our, getting our thoughts in on the rest of the league. Okay. Okay. All right, let's do let's All do right, it. so the Spread Your Wins and Fly draft. We have the 31 over-unders, courtesy of BetGM, which, uh, you know, easier said than done to pull those Bet together. BetMGM. Isn't that what I said? You said BetGM. Bet which is, I don't know what uh. that website would be. <laughs> Bet, it's when you... Uh, it's when you bet on general managers. Yeah, okay. Um, okay, BetMGM. Uh, thank you for pulling those together, Zach. Uh, so we have uh, the three of us will go through the order. Marissa, again, uh, will have the the last team remaining. She will get to decide whether she wants the over or under. Now, Marissa, how are you feeling? Are you thinking it's going to be the Titans again? I don't know. The anticipation is killing me. Okay. <laughs> uh, and remember, the other the other tweak here, we each get two challenge flags. So if uh, if you disagree with the over or under that someone else drafts and you want to make that uh, one of your one of your teams on your roster, you throw your challenge flag and you can go the other way. Uh, does everybody remember the rules? Well, well, so then you so you get your ten picks, but then you get two. Right. We'll all so eventually you, so have twelve teams. Twelve. On the roster. Okay. Right. Got it. All right. Yes. Um, and Shield, <laughs> as a defending champion, you get to do you get to decide the entire order. How would you like? This to proceed. Uh, I don't care. I really don't care. Okay. Well, this, the this champion, is like so at, well, this is like asking out. me to pick a restaurant. I mean, I'm just I'm not going to do it. I'm too indecisive. <laughs> uh, I can't do it. So if you want to sit here in silence for an hour before I pick up uh, Leela from kindergarten, we can do that. Or you can just tell me what the order is. Zach, do you have a? Do you want to go? I have a, Zach goes first. Okay. Zach goes first. Unless Zach, you do not want to go. Zach, what do you think the uh, <laughs> worst position is? And let's put Bo there. <laughs> so I like would say, you, I would say the worst position is probably second. Second? Okay. Yes. We'll put all right. So you go first, Bo can go second, and I'll go third. Deal. Okay. Okay. All right, Zach. The first pick of the spread your wins and fly draft. Here we go. I'm gonna go chalk here. I did this last year. I'm gonna go Chiefs over twelve and a half. I know that's a big mm. number, but did it hit last year? I forget. I believe I forget so. what the number was. I think it did, right? I I think so, I, I would, but I don't know. Okay, uh, you don't have to look it up. Yeah. I, was just I just think they're the, I mean, this isn't, they're the best team in football. They improved their offensive line. Uh, you know, I, I, in a 17 game season, unless Patrick Mahomes gets hurt, I don't see a way that they're not, you know, at least 13 and four. So uh, give me the Chiefs plus 12 and a half. 
Okay. I like that. Are you going to give us a, the Chiefs will win the Super Bowl again? They're my pick to win the Super Bowl. Yes. Okay. But. Yeah, I hate, you know, I did my uh, my predictions, of course, theathletic.com slash birds with friends. You can sign up for an athletic subscription. Many people doing that this uh, month, getting ready for football season, and it's 50% off right now. So if you're thinking about doing it, now's the time to uh, certainly do it. My predictions, you know, I don't like picking the chalky team to win the uh, Super Bowl because like no one's gonna remember if you if you pick that team to win the Super Bowl and they win sure. the Super Bowl. But uh, there was there was just not another team that spoke to me uh, this year, so I did end up going with the uh, with the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl. Very boring. Uh, not happy with myself, but um, eh, what do they say? It is what it is. Hmm. Mm. All right. Um, I've got a couple couple choices here. One that I do agree with Sheil about, and it's like the one that Sheil has been has really stamped his uh, uh, he's really made it his corner, and I and I kind of want to take it from him, but I think I'm going to let you have it. Um, this because, is snake, by the way, right? Yes, yeah, you'll have okay. two, you'll have two coming okay. up. Uh, but instead, I'm going to go, uh, I'm going to go with my heart here. And uh, I'll have the rest. I'll have the rest of the draft to, to draft the teams who I think are overrated. Uh, this time, I'm just going to go with the team that I'm rooting for this year. Give me the over on Michael Dunn's Cleveland Browns. Wow! At ten and a half, it's a big high. number. It's, it's a, big, a number. big number. Yeah, it's a big number. But I feel like once Dunn gets into the lineup, they're they're not going to be losing anymore. Yeah, I think if you look at the Browns uh, roster. If, like if you take so if you put Bo Wolf at quarterback for every team in the NFL, you know, kind of like what did you guys call it when you like here, when we steady, had three steady, steady quarterback? Steady QB. Did you ever do what about if you, it was you and two friends playing football and you had us you had the steady quarterback? Did you have a name for that? We just called we steady call, QB. We yeah. called it DNO. Like it's defense and offense. I don't know. I think that's no, what it was. Yeah, we called it DNL, where one guy uh, was the steady quarterback. And, you know, that was saying, yeah. how you fun was that? I mean, don't you miss that from being a kid? A hundred percent. Oh my the, gosh, it was definitely so fun. the best time of your life. After school, you just get out there, you do a little, play a little DNO. Uh, if you had five, you know, you could you get a steady recess. quarterback, two on two. Oh, outstanding. Okay, uh, where was I? What was also, I real about? quick, we're not You're doing this with the eyes, by the way, and be a quarterback. <laughs> so Sorry, what's that? If you, I'm, I'm just telling the uh, listeners, if you go to BetMGM, there's odds either way, you know. So we're just betting these straight with the number, not you know if if it's plus one fifteen or minus one ten on a certain side. We're just right. Doing it's the just a, it's a binary, yes. Ex- exactly. So yeah. so if you are making the bet, pay attention to what the odds are. And they have some interesting uh, ones that I hadn't seen before from a sports book, where basically you can bet any number you want. So if you're like. You know, right. I like the Browns, but I'm not confident in ten and a half. You can do nine and a half. Obviously, the odds are going to get worse. But if you feel really strongly about a team, uh, you you can do that. But uh, I think which is you, also good if you like you really think a team's going to going to stink. Like if you yeah, wanna, stink if you really would be wanna, great. Right. Yeah, exactly. So anyway, go ahead. Uh, so I think if you play, if you did a little steady quarterback with Bo Wolf with every NFL roster, and you just looked at our where does he have the best chance to succeed? Like the Browns from like two to 53, uh, you know, they're a top three, four, five roster in the NFL, in my opinion. So the, the question there is just the quarterback. Does he have another level to get to? Is he the same guy we saw last year? Does he take a step back? But man, the rest of that roster uh, is really good. It's hard to identify a lot of weaknesses there. It is a team that has like a lot of uh, like regression things that are supposed to be baked in, right? 
Is that fair to say? It, it is fair to say, but I, I don't know. I kind of go both ways on that because if you look at their defense, their defense was bad last year uh, in, in the mid to mm. late 20s in DVOA, and they really upgraded the talent there, and they got crushed by injuries on that side of the ball last year. So like, I think the regression that they could face in some areas, which is fair, uh, I think sort of think the defense might be able to make up for that. Okay. All right. So you've got the, uh, the Browns. Okay. Uh, well, I, I think, I guess this is the team that Bo was, uh, talking about and I get, is it the Los Angeles chargers Bo? It is. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Nine and a half, man, I'm, I'm crushing that over. Uh, I understand every summer, People jump on the charge. I should have done it. I should have done it just to take it from you, so you didn't. You could have had it. Have it all. Yeah, that's I cool. actually have three that I really like. So okay. uh, you know, so I I would have been in okay shape. Uh, just if you look at it, I mean, coaching staff a complete disaster last year. They could not do the basic, you you know, game management stuff of calling a timeout, getting the correct special teams unit on the field. You know, they, they, it was just error after error every week. Uh, they ran the ball on first and second down. They had the 31st ranked rushing offense and they decided let's establish the run and use a balanced offense. Even though we have this unbelievable quarterback, they had one of the worst offensive lines in the NFL. They had the worst special teams in the NFL. So I'm counting on some of that stuff coming back to uh, coming back to the middle. And they, they signed all-pro center Corey Lindsley. They drafted Rayshon Slater at left tackle. They changed their coach to Brandon Staley. We'll see how he is, but I feel like he can't be worse in terms of game management. Uh, and so I think they're going to be over 9.5. I had them winning actually 11 games uh, this year and sort of being that sleeper uh, surprise team. So that's my one. And then the other one, let's see, which one of these do I want to go with? Which one do I feel more strong? Which one do I have a stronger take about? Uh, let's go Patriots under nine ah. and a half. Because I'm like, I, I, I don't understand people thinking that this team is going to make a massive leap. Nine and a half year. is a crazy number a for them. It's a big number. With a rookie I mean, quarterback. With a rookie quarterback, which if you've read my uh, playbook, or I feel like I've mentioned this nugget 45 times in articles on The Athletic. If you look at the last 10 years and just the rookie quarterbacks who actually play, so you're taking away the ones who were not good enough to get on the field, just the ones who actually play. I think I did a minimum of 300 dropbacks. This, the median season for those quarterbacks is like the 23rd ranked starter. So that's really the baseline we should be looking at with all these rookies. Now, it is a small sample, but... Uh, if you look at that and then you that's the median like so that you know so is Mac Jones going to be better than right. that yeah there's a chance that he's going to be but it's really hard to come in and be an above average quarterback and like they went on this spending spree for Hunter Henry, Johnu Smith, <laughs> Nelson Aguilar and Kendrick Bourne like right. like do you, do you think like like Vic if Vic Fangio <laughs> is preparing for the Patriots on a Tuesday do you think he, you know he's like uh I'm trying, what's the thing I say Accident in his diaper away, Bo. I feel like I've had this for four years and I can never settle on what I want to say. It's too it, early in the morning for me to remember. Okay. I'm, all right. I'm let's just, all let's just go crave on LeBlanc. Do you think he's got some pee, uh, pee coming down his leg? Yeah, like, because he's got, uh, a, no, like got Kendrick Bourne. He's got to prepare for that offense. Uh, I don't think so. And Josh McDaniels, you look at what he's done when he hasn't had Tom Brady as his quarterback. He's produced an above average offense once out of, uh, I believe, five opportunities. And a couple of those offenses have been been completely disastrous. Defensively, they're fine. I, this is not a juggernaut 
defensively. They'll be better than they were last year. They don't have Stephon Gilmore for the first six weeks. So uh, I am fading the Patriots in pretty much every single way. I, you know, I don't think they're going to be terrible. I think they're going to be around a 500 team. I think I've got them at eight wins. And so I've got the Patriots under nine and a half. I mean, the division is not as cakey as it used to be. I like, I don't get this line at all. By the way, their run game, you know, I feel like this has been, uh, and we did talk about this during their joint practices, but right. their run game was outstanding last year. A big part of that was Cam Newton. I mean, he ran for almost 600 yards. When you have a quarterback who can run, we know it helps everybody else. Uh, you don't have that now. So, like, I'm not, I, that run game could take a big uh, step back. Maybe it won't matter if the passing game is good, but that, that you know, I think that's going to be a factor as well. I think yeah. the optimism about the Patriots is probably more about the defense, which was what the top in the NFL two years ago. They they had, but had that guys, was the exception under. Yeah, Belichick. but they had they had some of their key players opt out last year, and they're back That's this true. year. And then they they signed Matthew Judon. Um, I mean, I I don't want to you know gas up signing Jalen Mills, but that they have he's going to start for he's a starting yeah. corner for them to start yeah. the season, yeah, uh, which I is mean, crazy. A corner, a starting corner. Yeah. That's, that's 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 a fair point. I'm I, I look. I mean, I'm not throwing my challenge flag on this one. So, oh, I forgot about the challenge flag. Mm. Wait. So when you do the challenge flag, you have to take the opposite it, side. You, of yeah, the, you can yes. only do okay. it to take the opposite Got side. It. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Uh, yeah, you, you, I, you know what? I wish that I had done the chargers because now you, you did snipe me on the Patriots. That was going to be my next pick. So good. Yeah. Oh, there's a, there's a great one staring at you, Bo. Uh, well, I don't know if this is the one that you're doing, but, uh, to me, uh, there's somebody out there who we know without a shadow of a doubt is cursed. And for this quarterback, uh, to be sitting there at, at eight and a half, I feel like this, this season has already gone off the rails. I'm taking the under on the Indianapolis Colts at eight and a half. Oh, okay. I'll, th- I'll throw my challenge flag there. Wow. Really? <laughs> hey. Well, look, I, okay. I, I mean, just Make because. My my case is that oh, the division well, stinks. No, plus over the the three years that that Frank Reich and Chris Ballard have, have been there, they've started different quarterbacks every year. And, and when have they been like like real? So so you're picking them to be at least eight and nine, maybe you know seven or 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 worse. You're saying, I I I think they have a really strong offensive line. They have a strong defense. Uh, they're in a bad division. Um, even they're if they're all going to get COVID. <laughs> so look, that's I mean, not, not a joke. I mean, well, I don't know yeah. if they're all going to get COVID, but like no team is more at risk to have star players miss games than the Indianapolis Colts. I mean, their best players yes. are unvaccinated on both sides of the ball. And it's like, you know, Stephen Holder wrote about this on the athletic, like the situation they had last week. If that happens on a Thursday, during the season where they are close contacts, whether it's Carson Wentz or Darius Leonard or Quentin Nelson or whoever else. I mean, these again, these are like their cornerstone players who they're paying the most money. If those guys are close contacts on a Thursday, they're not playing on Sunday. And so you're without your best players. Now, like, I don't know what the latest league wide numbers are, if they're still over 90% after all these cuts, but like, they're the team, they're the COVID team. I mean, they're most at risk to get crushed by this because of their players' decision more so than any team in the league. They're they the are. COVID team. It's true. They I are. totally, I totally agree. Well, them and the now, Vikings. Now, by the way, I, I don't want to say like I have a strategy for this game because I, it, it's not <laughs> something I, it's, it's not something I thought about until we started the pod here, but I do vividly recall last year. 
I like held on to these challenge flags until the end, and you can't bring them with you. It's it's, it's like a game. <laughs> well, it's true. So I well, and also like the ones towards the end are the ones yeah. that are like really tough to decide. So it's true that if you, so I, if you I ended up getting. It, yeah. I, I remember I, I got the Giants over by default last year because <laughs> I, so I figured that I might as well just just throw them early and. You know, I, I'm kind of well. It makes it fun on, because we're going to yeah. be following the Colts all year long, anyway. So now we've got an extra, an extra. I just think angle like a a reigning playoff team um, where their number is lower than it was last year. I tend to kind of err on the side of, of also maybe like being you know like. Carson Wentz does not have great weapons there either. Like Michael Pittman's their one terrible uh, weapons. Like what are we do? What are they doing? Yeah, I mean, and, and unless like. You, Unless you guys, yeah, they, love might, the, they might sign Alshon. Unless you guys love the Titans, I don't think um, Alshon would, want, <laughs> would rather retire. I think it's pretty funny that looking back, like maybe Alshon was the was the correct one all along. <laughs> Look, I this think was, we need to. This have, was not I a Carson before, Wentz pick, by the way. Yeah, I think before the season starts, we need to have a long Carson Wentz conversation. Let's put that on the. Okay. Let's put that segment on. I the am like genuinely surprised at how. Let now save it for next okay. week. I think oh wait a, a second! Wait a second! So when that. I threw my challenge flag here, that means Bo doesn't have it anymore. I no 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 no. We both we both okay I have yeah the younger, okay. You have the over. Yeah, exactly okay. Twelve teams. Yeah, oh, yeah. got it. Okay, all right. In the spreadsheet. I, I see both striked out, so I just wanted to make sure that I understood the rules here. And, oh, and I'm, I, I'm, I'm working oh, on a different spreadsheet. That was so. me. That was me. Oh, I, okay. I didn't know that. Okay, so you both gotcha. get it's, it. It's no problem at all. I, I was just making sure that like, I'm okay. not sticking my claim to the Colts. You both get here. it. Yep. Okay. Okay. All right, Seaburn. All right, I'm going, uh, I'm going Jets under five and a half. Ooh. Uh, you know, rookie quarterback. Don't really, uh, you know, don't love that offensive line. Uh, based Bad on what we podcast. saw last week. What's that? <laughs> Good podcast. Good podcast. Uh, no, I, I see I see Connor's done well with them in, in Madden. I, I saw that I saw Connor tweet that last night. I don't know how they are and, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> in the NFL I just think that uh, I don't love this team. I, I, I still think it's it's a roster being built uh, long term. Um, maybe, you know, they eke out six or seven wins, but I think there's a better chance that there are five or four wins. I'm bad considering... line, bad corners, bad edge rush. Yeah. I'm considering the all. challenge flag. Cause I like a Uh, but I can't, I mean, I'm not going to, I'm not going to put my, uh, put my stuff on the table for, for Zach Wilson. So good for okay. you. And then, um, my next one here will be. I'm going to go under on the Washington football team. Mm. Uh, eight and, eight a half. and a half. And weird division, right? You know, they won the division last year at six and 10, or was it seven and nine? Uh, I, I should know that considering I cover the division. Yeah, you're uh, asking the wrong guy. Yeah. You should be asking yourself. So, anyway, so <laughs> in theory, upgraded at quarterback with Fitzpatrick, up, upgraded their, their, their skill spots. Um, you know, so you would think that. This is a team that that's on the rise, right? I just, I mean, am I really going to bet on a Ryan Fitzpatrick team to have a winning record here? Um, you know, it, I would. I, would I do probably feel say, like I do feel like people are are overrating Ryan Fitzpatrick a little bit. Yeah, like, so I, he's I a fun guy to watch, but like, let's not let's not pretend like he's a top ten quarterback. And they, I keep reading. Imported. You know, I, I and I, I said how much they upgraded their their skill spots. I was I was reading Bed Standing yesterday. I mean, Curtis Samuel hasn't practiced yet. You know, like he he literally there's 
you know, he's he's had this injury that they're kind of downplaying, but uh, you know, he he has had injuries in the past. I I, I do really like obviously their defensive line, uh, but their offensive line has 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 lost some pieces. So I'm I'm going under on on, on Washington. I think it's right around that number. I, I basically think every team in the NFC East is like in this like six and ten win vicinity, you know? Mm. Vincenity. Insanity. Yeah, they're a difficult one. I, I had them kind of low on my list, hoping not to uh, have to pick mm-hmm. them because I think they're a uh, tricky one, like you mentioned there. All well, right, I so. feel like Shields still got the one that he's he's been eyeing. He's going to be celebrating, I uh, and I don't I don't know what it is. Um, I've actually got I'd, a few. I've got, I'd love to. I, I would say I have four that I like still. Okay, um, but. I think I got to go. I think I got to follow Zach's lead here and stay in the division. Um, I like what they did on defense last year. It was impressive, but uh, I mean, they've still got a bad quarterback. They've still got a nut job head coach. Uh, their first round pick has been nowhere to be seen. Seven and a half. Give me the under on the on the New York Football Giants, a classy organization. That was one of my four that I liked. That wasn't uh, the one that, wasn't that I the was. One. Okay going to go with but yeah i mean listen there i've never seen a defense that finished 19th in dvoa get hyped more. i mean really the eagles defense was better than the giants last year now uh, i actually think that the the praise for their defensive coordinator patrick graham is fair because their talent sucks i mean they you know they've got two players leonard williams and james bradbury and then they have like a bunch of guys around them they did nothing to address their edge rush it may be aziz ojalari who we i think we all liked in the uh, draft, but he's they're already, I think, managing his workload because of the knee issue. And I mean, as a rookie pass rusher going to come in and make an impact that that, uh, you know, that that is usually not the case offensively. I mean, this offense is going to suck. Uh, you know, I feel like <laughs> very strongly saying that they're going to they're going to have a bottom five offensive line. They have Jason Garrett calling plays. And their quarterback has fumbled more than any player in the NFL since he entered the league. I mean, good luck uh, scheming around those uh, issues to produce a, even a mediocre offense. So uh, I agree with you. Uh, I would. I really like the uh, the under there. A quick Patrick okay. Graham thing here because I I'm I I like him as a defensive coordinator too. But uh, there's a bit of like a Ryan Fitzpatrick effect here where. If a guy went to an Ivy League school in the NFL, they yeah. are they're like pumped up and and look, it's it it is a terrific accomplishment going to Yale. Like it's not easy getting into Yale. I'm not I'm not belittling that, but I I don't think you just that, love you just love everybody who's an Eli. <laughs> no, I I I don't think that within itself is like a uh, a qualifier to be a a, totally a, a, a a good coach. And it seems everything that I I read about him, it's like Patrick Graham, a Yale grad. Uh, and it's it's like they're not saying, you know, Jonathan Gannon, a Louisville grad, or like, uh, you know, Nick Sirianni, a Mount Union grad, right? And, and no, we are on this show. Yeah, sure, sure. So, <laughs> so, anyways, it's and I don't mean that at, at all to be um, to be little Patrick Graham. I I, I just say it that uh, you see it with Fitzpatrick too. There's a fascination with anyone in the NFL who went to an Ivy League school. Yeah. Okay, I've got two here. Uh, so the one I liked, uh, and then I'm going to go with is the Chicago Bears under Mm. seven and a half. So uh, this team has no idea what to do at quarterback. They have no plan. Uh, They're sticking with Andy Dalton. 
Uh, their offensive line is a disaster. They just released their left tackle in Charles Leno, and now they have Jason Peters starting at left tackle there. They uh, had to release Kyle Fuller, their cornerback, who is still a very good player because they wanted to keep Jimmy Graham uh, on the roster for like over $8 million. I mean, this is a horribly run franchise. I like the move to take a flyer on Justin Fields. I thought that was smart because this team had no juice and no plan whatsoever going forward. But like, I don't know when he's going to play. I don't think they're going to have a good plan for him when he does play. I think they're going to have a bad offensive line when he does play. And so uh, if you look at it, since Matt Nagy has become their head coach, they've never had an offense that's finished higher than 20th in DVOA. So I think they're going to have a bad offense. Uh, we'll see their their defense. I mean, they have a big issue at cornerback. They have a defensive coordinator change. Of course, I'm rooting for this. That's what I was going to say. There. Yeah, that, that's Sean Desai. Yeah. So I'm hoping he can do more with less. But come on, give him some more pieces to work with there <laughs> uh, in the secondary. Ryan Pace, really put our people in position to succeed. You know? <laughs> um, so so we'll see. But I, I don't think they're going to be a good team. I think it's going to go sideways for them, and they're going to blow it up uh, after the season and then figure out how to sort of find a coach um, who can work with Justin Fields and see if that works after the year. So that's one. Okay. You sold me. The second one I'm debating between two here. Uh, I'm going to go with the Green Bay Packers. Oh, again, you sniped me. They are at 10 and a half. I think they're a really an undervalued team when you look at all these sort of gambling odds. I think they're like plus... I think one of my bets was uh, on the athletic was they're plus 2,200 to have the best record in the NFL. They've gone 26 and six the last two regular seasons. Now I'm a little concerned about their offensive line. They yeah, lose the all pro that. center. Uh, David Bakhtiari, the left tackle is going to miss the first six games. So um, if they go, <clears throat> excuse me, if they go under this, I think the issue will be the offensive line isn't as good, but like the pieces are in place. You have the play caller, you have the head coach who have been there the last two years. They made a defensive coordinator change, which um, I don't know if it's going to help them, but I think there is some upside with that defense. I think they've underperformed their talent over the last two years. And so I've got, uh, uh, I've got the Packers over 10 and a half. They're actually my Super Bowl pick out of the NFC. Mm. Yeah. I mean, it's if, if Aaron Rodgers is healthy, they're going to win 11 games. I feel like that's a, a safe bet. I think so. Yeah, I agree. Uh, okay, well, twice sniped, once shy for me. Uh, I'm going to go, well, I'm going to go with, uh, every, everybody knows he's my boy. Um, nine and a half seems like a pretty, a pretty very gettable thing. I think everybody's overrated the... Uh, you know, the Matthew Stafford acquisition a little bit, but Jared Goff stinks. So I think it does matter a lot. Um, the division doesn't scare me too much. Give me the over on the Rams. They also hit my uh, nine and wow. a half. Wow. This is uh, a shocker. They also hit my, uh, the uh, like the difference between where they ranked in takeaways versus where they ranked in uh, like defensive DVOA. They were one of the top performers there. So I'm give, I'm going over on the Rams. Nine and a half. You said this wow. division doesn't scare you. It's uh, the best division in football. Three of their teams are, are, you know, like above nine and a half, and the other team's eight and a half. Like that's that's the biggest challenge with this division right now. Is it's a good division, but it doesn't. It's not like I don't think they're yeah. not going to be able to win 10, 11 games. I just feel like I want to go over on every team in this division, and 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 that's a problem. You know. 
So I was actually okay. debating between the Rams. I, I do yeah. like the Rams uh, so over I. quite so a I. bit at nine and a half. I think they're going to win that division. Uh, they produced a tie. Now, I know, I know uh, Bo loves to gas uh, Sean McVay up. But if you look at it and like if you compare his resume with Kyle Shanahan's, I mean, totally it's pretty, agree. It's pretty stark. I mean, McVay produced a top ten offense three times with Jared Goff. Like you know, we can uh, you can mock the shirt off and uh, and know, I do. He, yeah, I just a lot took my to shirt off for this pick. Him, but. but if you're just saying like, all right, you know, I like the more with less coaches. You know, you look at it and you're like, oh, all right. Uh, and he did do more with less with Jared Goff. So I, I've always thought Stafford was uh, a little overrated, but I actually think he's going to be very good uh, in that offense and that they're they're going to be, uh, I think they're a legit Super Bowl contender. And I totally agree. Like the difference between what he's actually accomplished and what Shanahan has is is, is significant. I really enjoyed the Matthew Stafford story by Seth Wickersham. Also enjoyed the uh, Justin Herbert story by Mina Kimes. So shout out to both of those stories. Yeah, okay. dude, well, Did I, you read anything I like, she wrote? I read like the Mina Kimes one. And, you know, it's like it's not fair that she can be like this good at all these different things. You know, she just pops in and writes a profile and it's fantastic. My my first job was uh, at, at Clemens Family Markets. I was uh, I was the I, I brought the carts from outside inside. I cleaned the mm. bathrooms. And uh, and so I have a great appreciation for anyone who brings the cart to the bay uh, because like it is a mm. challenge collecting the carts when they're not in the bay. So, or I shouldn't say a challenge. It's it's inconvenient, not a challenge. Um, so uh, I I very much like I always bring the cart over to the bay and uh, appreciate that Justin Herbert does the same. Really, you are a, if you don't do that, yes. you are a, a pathetic waste of life. I mean, really. Like to think that somebody else is supposed to do that for you. And like you said, there are now, now you're talking about the, it's okay to put it in the things in the parking lot, right, Zach? That's what yes, you're that's what I'm about. talking about. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I yeah, mean, they, they're making course. it so easy for you. Like it's right there. You don't have to go all the way back to the store and put it there. Like I'm, sh- I'm shocked that people just would, li- they just leave their cart just randomly yeah. in the parking lot. Well, the point has been made before it. that it's like, like the perfect example of, of like, can you let people to uh, just like, trust them to do the right thing and govern themselves. And it's like, it's, it's, it's proof that you can't like, there are too many people who just don't do it. Which, also, also, you know, the same thing would go for, uh, are you willing to just take a shot so that uh, everybody could stop dying? But unfortunately uh, we're failing. <laughs> oh, I, thought, well. I thought that was like an alcohol yeah. thing there. Like, hey, I was like, take a shot. Where's he going with that? Okay. I don't know how the hell, how the carts are in 2021 in, in terms of like, if you leave them in the middle of the parking lot and not in the bay, but back in, I was doing this in, in 2000, 2001, uh, you would have so many scratched cars because like someone mm. would just leave the of car course. and then it would, it would roll down and it would hit a car. And when, and when it hits a car, who is the people mad at? They're, they're mad at the guy collecting the cards mm, as if right. like. I'm responsible right. for this. So if you're just oh joy, you're joy so, riding around the parking lot and knocking on, knocking yeah. On so cars. I'm I was 15 years old doing this, and and you'd get frustrated customers like, "What about the scratch on my car?" And I'm like, right, "I didn't, I had no at control a 15 of year old kid. Like, exactly. what are we doing here?" So I, so that was an anecdote I appreciated. This is giving me anxiety just thinking about <laughs> it. Like like if you said, "Chill, you have to go to like Trader Joe's today and leave your card in the parking, like just leave it there." I mean, I would be looking around like I would be so nervous. I would feel so terrible just doing that that I would, I don't know. I don't even like thinking. I don't understand. Anyway. All right. 
Uh, Zach. No, Zach. It's, it's over to yeah. Zach, yes. Okay. I just went Rams over. Uh, so I, I don't make this pick with a considerable conviction because of what I said about the division, but Seahawks plus 10 and a half. Uh, I'm going Seahawks over 10 and a half, rather. Mm. Uh, this is a team that, I mean, I don't I don't need to tell you guys, 12 wins last year, 11 wins, 19, eight, uh, uh, 10 wins in 18. Their, their worst win total since 2012 has been nine, right? So now you have a 17-game season, and they still have Russell Wilson at quarterback, right? They, they have uh, the best weapons he's ever had when you look at DK Metcalf in year three, Tyler Lockett still outstanding. Uh, they drafted Eskridge in the second round. They have Chris Carson in the backfield. Jamal Adams is there for a full year. Like, they have a lot of talent on that team, and they're well coached. They have a new coordinator if you thought Schottenheimer was holding them back at all. Uh, so, yeah, so I, I I get scared about this division because I, I think they're all good teams, but I'm going Seahawks over 10.5. You know, Mike, I like can, that. I, can I give you my Seahawks take? Yes. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like uh, DK Metcalf is like too underrated fantasy wise he's at like wide receiver seven or something like that i think he's gonna have a monster year yeah i would i i think the only concern there would be volume uh i don't know how many targets how many targets did he have right uh last but supposedly year. they're gonna be playing a little bit more up tempo right well yeah but the concern is that they're gonna run the ball a lot more okay. this year that's why they fired schottenheimer is because of philosophical differences where he was throwing the ball and uh hashtag let, let letting russ cook uh and so if they're gonna be more balanced more run focused this year then the volume might not be there uh as much as it would be for like a top like a number one receiver and a pass heavy offense but i i mean i would agree with you okay yeah, and I think I, I think I'd, I think I'd, I'd have him as like number three, after uh, after Adams and Hill probably. Anyway, I don't draft Hill on my fantasy teams. Me neither. Me neither. <laughs> I just look at him and I go, Yeah, I, yeah, I, 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 I'd I don't not. need to be rooting <laughs> for that guy. <laughs> I'd, yeah. I'd rather not. Yeah. <laughs> uh, All right. And, and then my other pick here is Broncos under eight. And but you do draft a Sean Watson in the last round. No, I do not. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm going Broncos under eight and a half. Challenge. Oh, challenge. Oh, I'm throwing it too. Okay. I think we can both throw it, right? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We can both throw it. Okay. Yeah. I don't know why. I, I don't know why I got so excited. <laughs> it's really way. <laughs> Look, was, I'm, like si- I'm deep... sipping coffee. It's too early. I'm telling you, it's, this is not for me. Okay, go I, ahead. I like the defense, obviously. I like the weapons on offense. They get Cortland Sutton back. Uh, but I don't think they've like fully addressed the quarterback position yet. You know, there's a reason why there's there's all this talk about Aaron Rodgers going there next year or Deshaun Watson as, as a potential trade candidate. And uh, and this division is, you know, I mean, you play the Chiefs twice, you play the Chargers twice, the, the Raiders are a tough team. Uh, so, you know, not every team in that division is going to be, you know, nine wins, right? So I'm, I'm, I'm going under eight and a half for the Broncos. Well, listen, there's certainly a scenario where it's uh, week seven, and you're making fun of Bo and I for throwing the challenge flag because Pat Shermer is still exactly. their offensive coordinator and can't do anything. Vic Fangio is punting on like fourth and one from the opponents, you know, like 34 yard line on a weekly basis. Those things are certainly in play. Uh, I like the over because uh, I don't. They don't have a hard schedule. If you look at the BetMGM projected win totals, I think it's like the sixth easiest schedule. I think they have a top five defense. They added uh, Kyle Fuller. They drafted Patrick Sertan. They get Von Miller back healthy, and Vic Fangio is one of the best uh, defensive coordinators 
in the NFL. Offensively, Drew Locke was so, so, so bad last year. I mean, you know, one of the worst starters in the NFL. So I don't need uh, Teddy Bridgewater to light it up. Just be like the 20th ranked starter in the league. And I think with the weapons they have, that that could be enough. I think they're going to hover right around 500. But I've got them finishing just above that at like 9-8 and and maybe sneaking into the uh, playoffs as a wild card team. I feel like this game is going to come down to, I feel like this one's going to come down to week 17. Uh, yeah. I, don't, I don't know why we were both so excited to go over, but I do agree. I mean, you were much more excited. I know, than I, I know. Yeah. Well, that's true. Uh, I can't, I mean, I deserve to be made fun of for continuing to back Pat Shermer in a big spot. Mm, um, you love a Shermer. But uh, I agree with everything you said. I also, they're, they're like the uh, the big candidate for my little uh, takeaways versus like DVOA. They were 29th in takeaways last year. So I, I expect some uh, a big bump there. So I'm going over. By the way, it's 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 uh, it shouldn't be lost how good Vegas is at these numbers because every number I'm like, yeah, they're like eight nine wins, right? And then it's right. eight and a half. So uh, there are are so few on here where I'm like, whoa, that's that's egregiously like I, I see them winning three more games than than what or losing three more games than what the number is. You know what I was thinking, uh, Zberm, to that effect? Well, one is, uh, I agree with you, and it's crazy when you're watching a game and maybe throw a little lettuce on a game like uh, Ohio State-Minnesota last night, and it finishes at the exact number that you bet on and you push on a plus 14. I mean, how does that happen? And it feels like that happens all the time. So, yes, the the betting markets are something. I don't know if any site does this. The the fantasy, uh, you know, the fantasy industry is very saturated now, but I was thinking... There is room to take a look at, like they have over-unders for basically every player's yards and touchdowns, right, on uh, on uh, BetMGM. Like really what you should be doing is just looking at those and forming your rankings based on that because what's going to be a more accurate measure of the market than those numbers, you know? No, no individual's rankings are probably going to be better than those. So I don't know if a site does that or not. Do you guys understand what I'm saying or no? I understand what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I don't know if any site uh, does that, but like uh, someone should just look at all of the individuals over under, uh, you know, passing yards, receiving yards, rushing yards and, and touchdowns, and then just put together a top 150 uh, fantasy list based on that, because I think it would be really effective. All right. I agree. It, it's it, You mentioned the game last night. It's I think it's unbecoming the kiss and tell, if you will. But uh, oh, uh, they were giving out I free disagree. money. Let's get well, you are this. you are podcasting from bed, aren't you? <laughs> With a uh, big pillow. Giving, yeah. yeah, they were giving free money out last night when Ohio State was 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 down to minus three and a half in the third quarter when clearly they were the more talented team, right? Oh, they had so a, you did a live bet, huh? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, oh, and, yeah. and and like doubled down twice on the live betting, and it was oh it, very nice. Oh yeah. Uh, so <laughs> it was. I mean, just it was so you know they had a pick six or or close to a pick six rather turned uh, unturned back because of a cheap penalty. They were very clearly going to win that game, and uh, and so I uh, yeah I, I I I don't usually say what my picks are, but last night I I felt very comfortable going mid game uh, with Ohio State when when Minnesota took the lead. Did you do anything on a Coastal Carolina Citadel? Did not last night. No, okay. I was I was watching uh, Central Florida Boise State, um, but was just watching that for enjoyment. Uh, I think I'm going to be more f- uh, fully engaged in college football this year than I have been in like any year since my like mid twenties. 
Big Saturday for the Capadias tomorrow. Well, you know, I have this, uh, we redid the office, and so now I've got this multiple TV set up here, mm. and so I feel like i got to make use big of that uh, on days other than, yeah, big flex there, on days other than Sunday. And so, you know, you can throw a little lettuce on them, you can watch multiple games uh, at a time. I feel like, you know, so much of the college stuff is infiltrating the NFL, so uh, I feel like it's uh, sort of an educational experience too. All right, who are the coaches who are doing creative stuff that, it, you know, maybe we could be hearing about in future years or that uh, NFL teams could be calling on who are the uh, some of these prospects that you know you're not studying film but you're just like oh man I remember uh, this guy in this game just uh, tore it up and I really you know you kind of fall in love a little bit with uh, some guy so uh, we'll see if that continues and I you know I feel like my kids uh, on Saturday you know all we really have I think this year is a little mid-afternoon soccer for an hour. So it's not like uh, we're, we're not going anywhere because we got to be home for the soccer. But at the same time, you're only out for like uh, an hour there. So, you know, I feel like there are opportunities. Even if you just watch the night games, um, I feel like you can stay uh, pretty engaged as well. Really, it's just gambling, though, to answer your question. Okay, fair enough. All right. All right, I'm up. I'm going, uh, I'm going the under on a team listed at eight and a half. A team that has uh, a number one weapon is uh, an undrafted second-year player who had a good preseason. Uh, a defense that is old and uh, primed for regression. And a quarterback who uh, turns the ball over like nobody's business. Uh, they've got a great offensive line, that's true. But give me the Saints under at 8.5. I feel like... Uh, I feel like this could be an ugly season for the New Orleans Saints, and we're not even getting into you know they've got they got to play uh, home road games over the first month of the season. So I agree with that. I would Thunder take that Saints. side. I'm not gonna throw my flag, but that's that. Yeah, they're a weird no. team because it's like Sean Payton will, will be. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of faith being put in just exactly. Sean Payton. Exactly. Yeah. That. Be, yeah. That's for them exactly. to be at eight and a half, right? Like exactly. you look at the you look at the the roster without the head coach, you're, you're thinking it's like a five win team. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm up. I will go with the. Hmm. I'm gonna go with uh, Bo's boy, Tom Brady, and the Tampa mm. Bay Buccaneers over. Ooh, twelve and a half. I think they're. Actually, can I take that back, or do I have to go with it? <laughs> you can take it back. Oh wait, I have two picks, right? You have two picks. Yeah. Okay. Have you heard right, they're returning all twenty-two starters? Has anyone mentioned that before? Yeah, actually, <laughs> it's uh, you know you got to go next level, Zach. It's uh, they had thirty-one players play at least two hundred snaps last year, and all thirty-one are back. This and they got season. Andrew Adams. And back they got Andrew Adams back too. Yes. They got a Joe Tryon is looking good. I this love summer. Joe Tryon. That was your Joe pick. Tryon. That was your pick for uh, rookie of the year. Right? Yeah, I th- well as yeah. a long shot, as, as, yeah, a, long as a long shot. shot yeah, that, a yeah. yeah. So uh, I don't know. I, I feel like they didn't really find themselves until the second half of last year, and so uh, they returned both play callers, both sides of the ball. They return all their players. Uh, they're loaded. I don't think they play in a great division, so it's a big number. You know, normally I don't like uh, going with, with a number at twelve and a half uh, here, but uh, I think they certainly could win. 13 in game 13 games go 13 and 4 and win the top seed in the NFC. So I'll go with that. I uh you're going to challenge it? Uh, do I use my last double down challenge? from last year with your yeah, Bucks take? I might as well I might as well keep it keep it okay. uh keep keep the brand under I'll, I'll throw my challenge flag. Okay. It's such a high number. Uh you know, 
Bruce Arians doesn't strike me as the kind of guy who's uh, like, I think he's probably happy with the one Super Bowl. I'm, I think he might. <laughs> I don't think that at all. Just... I thought you would love Bruce Arians. They're 100% vaccinated. I do. And I, that's what yeah. I would do. Like, I, you yeah. got you got yeah. to the mountaintop. Like, this is all 100% vaccinated. Uh, advocate uh, for minorities, women on his Oh, I love, I, coaching I love Bruce staff. Arians. Uh, this don't is what miss I'm your kids' games. You exactly. Know, you, you don't Work need to be sleeping in the yeah. office. He's been in Philly before. Uh, yeah. All right, he likes, you know he likes, gonna, a, he likes a cocktail it. as much as you like a cocktail. <laughs> I'm not going to throw it. I'm not going to throw it because I do I, I do appreciate and root for now like the full disparity of like Tom Brady going and being great elsewhere and Bill Belichick being terrible without him and that like reframing the entire narrative of their time together. So I'm, I'm going to hold the challenge flag. Well, I was thinking about you when uh... – you know, so the Bucs are 100% vaccinated. So, of course, Tom Brady is vaccinated. And then you have Bill Belichick right. know, spew, spewing some nonsense at his press conference. Well, just like you're, you're insinuating that the, <laughs> just that like the vaccine solves everything. Unprompted like. misinformation campaign. <laughs> so, I mean, it's, uh, yeah, yeah, I think uh, I, I, I felt like at that time, all right, Bo is probably this is making it much easier for Bo to pick his side between uh between those two guys, I really think it could go that way. I mean, I'm not convinced Bill Belichick's going to be like, you know, coaching in a, in a championship game again in his career. Listen, right. you can throw this back in my face if that if it happens. But, I totally um, agree. We'll see. Okay, I I have one All more right. right. I hold I'm on debating to it. Yep. between these two. I will go with the. Do I want to go with another team with a high number there? I'm going to go with. I'm going to go with the Bills over mm. 11 and a half because I do think they have a high ceiling. Uh, they're really similar to the Browns, in my opinion, where the roster just from top to bottom is very good. They, they put on a uh, master's class on how to rebuild your roster around a young quarterback. Of course, Josh Allen making the leap last year was huge. He could regress, but I feel like their defense is going to be uh, better this year with a little bit more, uh, Better injury luck. Some of their young defensive linemen, I think, could uh, could develop and, and play well. And so uh, they're well coached. They're well uh, well GM'd. I've got them over 11 and a half. Some 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 uh, potential unvaccinated concerns, right? But yes. Otherwise, other, otherwise, I think uh, I think you said it. Uh, I, f- okay. I feel like I'm I'm too invested in the uh, Gregory Rousseau hype train, right? Because I was I was. Higher on him uh, leading up to the draft than than uh, I like my colleagues here. Oh, okay. I, thought, I, thought, I liked him. I I, th- I thought you were concerned about the only only one year of college production that kind of thing. But, oh no, I thought I, I think I liked him. Okay, but okay, anyway, go so, ahead. No, so uh, you know I I'm invested in their pass rush being better based on that pick. Well, and I had I had Epinesa in my uh, in my uh, shadow draft oh, two gotcha. years ago, so I'm invested yeah. in him as well. There you go. All right, uh, I will go. This is a boring one, um, but I'm just I'm going to bet on on Mike Tomlin having a winning season. Steelers at eight and a half. Um, I know that challenge. Ben Roethlisberger is a, sh- a shell of himself. That's fine. I was expecting that you to th- you to throw a challenge. How many challenge flags do we have? Two or four? Two, two. two. Okay. Um, but I I don't know. I think I think I think it's a well run organization. I think they can the defense can still be good. I think they win nine ten games. Yeah, I don't like throwing the. Uh, I, I don't like betting against Mike Tomlin. I mean, they finished 500 with Mason Rudolph and Duck Hodges two years ago. But man, they've got a lot. I feel like you now. I think it's kind of baked in with this number, 
uh, you know, it's not a big number. It's eight and a half. And so it's really betting on whether they're going to finish under 500 for the first time with Mike Tomlin as a head coach. But their starting corners are 32-year-old Joe Hayden and uh, a corner named James Pierre, uh, who I really hadn't heard of until two weeks ago. It feels like you made that up. 27 career defensive snap so those are their starting outside corners when they're in nickel they lost bud dupree uh from last year they of course lose uh steven nelson from last year so their defense is still good but i think it could you know instead of being the best defense in the nfl it could be like the eighth best defense in the nfl offensively i don't think the ben roethlisberger matt canada partnership is going to work out well their offensive line is different but it's not good uh, and so I think, uh, you know, I'm not even Ben Roethlisberger is 39 years old coming off uh, a year removed from that big elbow surgery. Uh, you know, I don't know that he's going to staying healthy for 17 games could be a challenge for him. So uh, I I've got the under on the Steelers. Okay. Zach. I, I'm, I'm not pushing back on, on that one. I, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I could see going so shields out of challenges and you and I each have one left. Yes. Am, am I up? You're up. You're up. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I thought you were asking me my my steel no, no, no. in there. Sorry about that. Uh, let's see here. I'm I'm gonna go Ravens over eleven and a half. And I, I the Dobbins injury scares me, right? But I mean, they were eleven wins last year with uh, you know Lamar Jackson missing time. Now Lamar Jackson couldn't miss time this year, right? Um, but uh, I, I think that they are just a well coached team with a good roster, with a good offensive line. Uh, they've, in theory, upgraded at receiver, but none of those receivers are playing, it seems like. Um, I, I still think that they are the, uh, that, that, that they're a legitimate Super Bowl contender. So give me the Ravens plus 11, and, or over 11 and a half. Uh, thinking about it? I'll give my take, and then you can decide okay. whether the challenge. But I actually like the under here. Okay. Uh, I think they're still a very good team. I think they're a playoff team, but that's a uh, that's a very big number for a team that has nightmarish of a summer as they had. I mean, they just did not have any. You know, they have a lot of changes on offense. None of those guys really were practicing. The Lamar thing is huge. You know, he doesn't take as much heat as like you know a, a Kirk Cousins for it. But I mean, you know, he he's had COVID now twice, and he's still not getting vaccinated. So he's in the yeah. same boat as, as Carson Wentz, as Kirk Cousins. I mean, a lot of these quarterbacks are the ones who are really uh, the face of this uh, face of this thing for the NFL. So you could be without him for uh, a game, multiple games, who knows? And so, um, yeah, I'm not convinced that their offense is going to have the, the fixes to mm-hmm. what sort of plagued them a little bit uh, last year. So, again, I think they're a team that could be better in the second half of the season than the first half. And they're still competitive. It's still a very good roster. But I see, you know, they could win 11 games. 11 and 6 is still, you're getting the under on this yeah, one. Like, they got to go true. 12 and 5. So. I, I love uh, that pick either. I was, I was thinking about the challenge flag. And then Shields' uh, breakdown allowed me to look at the other ones still, still to come. And I don't feel super strongly about those. So I am going to throw my challenge flag and take, take the mm-hmm. under uh, on the Ravens. Okay. You have, uh, one, you have another pick. Yes. And I don't love that pick either. But um, I'm I'm betting on the coach and the quarterback. Uh, We're in that range of picks yeah. now, where I, I feel right. like you probably don't love many of these. And so this so this one, I mean, some of Shields' um, uh, stories almost talked me out of this. But I'm going Titans <laughs> over nine and a half, right? 
Uh, oh no, I'm pro Titans. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, yeah. No, I'm pro Titans. I thought under, were... I would have gone under here. So I'm okay. So, so sell me. So uh, the division. Uh, I'm. Uh, I well, no, because first off, they were an 11 win team last year. Now they lose, obviously, Arthur Smith, who we know I was high on as an offensive coordinator. Um, but uh, they they add Julio Jones. Um, they get their left tackle back. They get Taylor Lewan back. Right. Uh, so. I think this is. I just think this is a, a good, tough team. I'm surprised that an, an 11 win team last year, who's made some upgrades, are up, up, up to nine and a half. Um, or I'm sorry, down to nine and a half. I'm sorry, I, I said that about you, Shield. Did you write something about losing Arthur Smith? Was 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 going to hurt their offense? I mean, may, yeah. I mean, okay. I, I think. Well, I think that's the big question okay, with okay. them: yeah. is how much of it was play calling and yes. scheming versus actual talent but uh yeah i mean i i'm looking at the picks i made and i certainly could have gone titans over some of the picks that i made the division is not good it's the division is so bad they're talented really i'm really talented you know when i was some of the patriots and like uh if Vic Fangio has to game plan for him like this is sort of the opposite team you know if you're sitting there on a monday and you're like all right aj brown julio jones derrick henry like you have to make some decisions on how you're going to play them. And I think you're right about Luan and the offensive line could be better than they were last year. I mean, Tannehill's numbers are ridiculous the last two years. Now, like, he's put in position to succeed, but it's not like overwhelming. You know, it's not like this is the greatest situation for any quarterback in NFL history. And so I think mean, he's probably a little bit, uh, a little bit underrated with the way he's played the last two years. He's really tough, he hangs in the pocket, he's accurate. Uh, he knows how to he knows how to operate that scheme. So uh, I like the Titans, and I am sort of wondered about the I wonder about the Jim Schwartz story down there. Like I don't know, mm. I haven't read a piece. I know Zach, you read every piece on the internet. So if you find this one, tell me. But I'm I'm curious about like his impact because if they would have just hired Jim Schwartz as their defensive coordinator, I would feel really good about this team because because that's like exactly the type of team where you can say, all right, the talent's not great. We need a veteran, smart defensive coordinator who can get us to mediocrity. That's like a Jim Schwartz special, you know, right there. So uh, I wonder about how much input he's having there uh, because I, I do think they just need their defense to be mediocre. They can produce a top five, top 10 offense, and uh, they can win that division and be pretty good. It's fun to get, it's fun to get like full national shield on the podcast. Don't I you agree. agree, Zach? Yeah, it's great. This is, this uh, maybe we, maybe this is something we need to incorporate more over the course of the season. Agreed. We should have like yeah, like a uh, national hour, or... Nas- National Friday or something, yes, or National exactly. Wednesday. Yeah. Yeah. Give not us that, your not that you don't have enough to do, Shield, but you know, you know, you've got takes to uh, to unfurl. But listen, as long as it's replacing something else that we do, I'm in. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, this one for me is is easy, and I'm actually uh, it's I regret not doing it earlier. Um, and I'm glad that none of you guys took it. But I mean, this is this is if if there's a corner that I have this season, it is definitely betting the under on the tire fire that is going to be the Urban Meyer experience down. How in is this not your first? Pick? How is this not shot. my first pick? I honestly, I just didn't even see it. It's this is my mistake. I should have taken this first or second overall with my first round pick. Uh, six and a half is a high number for a team that was the worst team in football last year. Uh, does not have a very good roster at all. Has a coach who still thinks it's like Johnny Johnny High School BS. Yeah, they've got a, they've got an exciting young quarterback, but uh, this to me that's is, with all due respect to the great high school football coaches out there. By the way, yes, of course. Um, 
but this to me is a, this to me is a stone cold lock. I'm taking the under for sure. I like that. Yeah, I mean they are the worst. Well, I guess the Texans are now. Washington has been. But if you're just looking at on-field product, they're the worst franchise in the NFL over the last decade. I mean, <laughs> go to their pro football reference page and look at their win totals. I mean, they struggle to win six games I know it's in crazy, a year. And it's crazy how, how much of an aberration that one year was. It's one year. Yeah, they do everything wrong. They, they consistently make terrible decisions uh, from top to bottom. And uh, the Urban Meyer uh, hire, in my opinion, is no different. I mean, this was a don't overthink it type offseason for them. Hey, get someone competent in here at GM, at coach who could put together a staff. We're getting a, a talented uh, quarterback prospect with the number one overall pick. Let's not screw this up. Instead, they settle on Urban Meyer and Trent Balky as their brain trust. The first, his first action is to hire a disgraced uh, strength and conditioning coach who got let go from Iowa for uh, for racist comments that, that players were calling him out on uh, on social media. This wasn't like an investigative report with anonymous sources. I mean, th- these were players telling you exactly what happened. He thought that was going to fly. Uh, some terrible decisions in free agency. They signed a safety in Rayshon Jenkins to a monster contract uh, who's been a mediocre player. They signed Roy Robertson Harris, the defensive lineman, who's like a nice rotational piece to a monster contract. Uh, they bring in Tim Tebow. Mistake after mistake, there, there are no signs that they're going to be able to figure this out unless Trevor Lawrence is just so talented that he can put the offense on his back, which I guess is possible. But uh, I would lean towards uh, what you're saying there, Paul. He is really good, Trevor Lawrence. So. I would Terrible say I'm draft. not as high on him as other people relative to other people's opinions of him. Okay. I Maybe it's because of the situation though. If he were in a different situation, I would probably Right. If you were in if you were in Atlanta with Arthur Smith, you'd be you'd be fired up. I would agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean it's gonna be it's gonna be a disaster. It's gonna be one of the fun subplots of the season. I agree. It'll be fun to watch. Okay. Okay. Uh, I will take the, uh, speaking of Arthur Smith, I'll go with, take the, uh, you might throw a challenge on this bad boy. I'm going to go over for the Atlanta Falcons. Zach's the only one with the challenge left. So. Oh, week one opponent. Uh, yeah. Seven and a half. Uh, they, they were crushed by bad luck last year. I think one and eight in one score games. Now, it's not a great roster by any stretch, but I think they do have a potentially uh, more with less coaching staff. You know, I, I think... Um, Arthur Smith with the Titans certainly showed he could maximize the talent on the roster there. It's not like they have a terrible quarterback. You know, they still have Matt Ryan. They still have Bo's boy, Calvin Ridley. Uh, They still have Zach's boy, Kyle Pitts, who it's hard to come in as a rookie tight end and be amazing. But, you know, if you're drafting a guy fourth overall, you certainly expect that. Offensive line concerns for sure. They've got to find ways to scheme it up to not get Matt Ryan crushed. Uh, Defensively, they've got some guys, Grady Jarrett, They've got their linebackers are good. They have big questions at corner, but they hired Dean Pease, who is, you know, he's like in that Jim Schwartz school of you can you can, you can get more out of your talent. And uh, so I think he has a chance to at least make them mediocre, competitive, competent. They should be fun to watch. You know, he'll be creative and blitz and, and gamble on defense. So uh, I have them as sort of a sleeperish, mediocre team winning like eight or nine games this season. I like it, I, and uh, and and they also have adopted the uh, fantasy football zero running back strategy, right? Where where they just Mike like Davis. 
Yeah. I, I like mean, a Mike they, Davis in fantasy because, like, no one's going to draft a guy named Mike Davis. They they claimed uh, or, or signed Wayne Gallman. Um, but, but they – I mean, that was, like, uh, a need for them in the draft. They didn't really address it. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I I, uh, I would trust Matt Ryan and Arthur Smith here. So, I, I like that number. I think I think the problem is, like, they're – their roster is pretty bad. Like the defense could be awful again, and the offensive line has a chance to be a real disaster. I mean, Josh Andrews was going to be starting at left guard, and then he got hurt. So yeah. they're starting somebody worse than Josh sure. Andrews against Fletcher Cox. I think they're going to start yeah. Jalen Mayfield, the the right. uh, third round pick. Yeah. All right. Uh, so enough. just to reset here, uh, Shield, just if you if you need a second to think about your next pick, the teams okay. that are left here, we've got ten teams left on the board: Niners at ten and a half, Cowboys at nine and a half, Vikings at nine and a half, Dolphins at eight and a half. Cardinals at eight and a half, Panthers at seven and a half, Raiders at seven and a half, Bengals at six and a half, Lions at four and a half, and Texans at three and a half. Mm, this is a tough one. I don't have a standout there's one, one here. There's one left that I like. There's one left that you like. Okay. Um, don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. Let's go with the. I'm gonna go under for the Las Vegas Raiders here. Mm, good one. At at, uh, at seven and a half, I was bullish on the Raiders last year. I think they just totally mismanaged what their issues were in the off season. They said our defense sucks every year. Let's get rid of some of these offensive linemen. Invest in the defense. We know that's not how you win consistently in the NFL. You should just load up on offense and figure it out on defense. They hire Gus Bradley to be their defensive coordinator. Who I think Gus Bradley will coach you up to exactly what your talent level is. No more, no less. And so um, I don't know that they're going to make a big leap there. They've got, I think, three new starting offensive linemen. They traded Rodney Hudson, the center, who if uh, you listen to like a guy like uh, Nate Tice, you know, he feels like Rodney Hudson is the type of center who makes the entire offensive line better with his sort of pre-snap adjustments and calls and leadership. And so I think that is probably going to uh, going to hurt them quite a bit. They lose Zach's boy, Nelson Aguilar. Uh, and so now it's uh, leaning on Henry Ruggs to make a big leap and have a monster season. And so uh, I just, I, I don't like what they did this off season. I don't think they're a terrible team, but uh, you know, certainly six or seven wins would not surprise me. I think that's a good one. I think that's a yeah. good, that's a good bet to make. What was the one I had before that? I'm trying to keep track here. You had a uh, um, Falcons over Falcons over seven and a half. Yes. All right. Uh, I'm going to go, uh, I'm looking at that Dolphins eight and a half, and I like Brian Flores. I do. I think, I think he's the best Belichick disciple by a, by a, a wide margin. Um, I like what he does on defense, but eight and a half, a winning season. And I think like, I think there's a good chance that Tua stinks. So hmm. I'm going under on the Dolphins. I'm, I'm, I'm fading that offense big time. They got weapons, but. They got weapons, but they've barely been on the field. That's true. That's true. I, yeah, I'm. I'm not throwing my challenge flag there. That's a. That's a tough one. That's. That's one of those that I would stay away from. If, if, I, I say if I'm in the sports book, but you can do everything on your cell phone now. <laughs> we're here so, right now. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I, I like that side. Uh, if I were, I think it's a tough one. If I were picking a side, I would definitely go under. I'm sort of with you watching Tua. I'm. You know. I'm like, all right. I don't really see it, and that is one of those where, like. Coming out of the draft, I also was sort of like, all right, yeah. I, don't the, I, I don't love this guy. Now, if you do look at it statistically, Bo, the uh, in that that stat I mentioned earlier with like just looking at rookie performance, 
His rookie was, performance right. was actually pretty standard. You know, it, it was almost exactly mediocre for what you've seen. So um, if you're a Tua backer, you can point to that and say, all right, he wasn't as good as Ryan Fitzpatrick, but he was coming off a hip injury. They didn't have a great situation. And, uh, you know, he performed kind of like how we see rookie quarterbacks perform. Uh, I just feel like I, I don't totally see it with him. And uh, their offensive line still has questions. And so uh, I, I would also take the uh, under there. I think they, you know, eight, nine, maybe might be there. Um, the prediction for me for them. Okay. Zach, you've got two. I'm going Bengals over six and a half. And Ooh. don't love it. Don't love it. <laughs> you sounded um, excited about it. <laughs> I'm trying to wrap up the pod here. <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> no uh, look, I mean, I, I think Joe Burrow's a, uh, a good player. And I like their uh, weapons on offense. Um, yeah, I mean, don't love it as I say it. <laughs> I think I, I would have gone under here just because uh, I think like yeah, there might yeah. not be much there. But yeah, but uh, yeah, I mean, I I I think Burrow can win you some games. I am, love I, am Burrow, I picking them to go but... seven and ten? Actually, no. Am I allowed to change this? Can I go under? Or did yeah, I, yeah. I already, <laughs> yeah. I'm talking myself out? <laughs> You can um, change it. You yeah, can you change can change it. it. Yeah, I'm going Zach under here. Yeah, I'm looking at the spreadsheet. As I'm saying it, I'm like, are they... Zach uh, Taylor under. Yeah. I guess it could yeah. be. Uh, yeah, no, I love Burrow. Uh, it sort of makes me sad, the situation he's in. I, yeah, I would have expected that number to be like five and a half, not six and a half. You know, Just, they didn't anyway, really address their offensive line. They, their big move was signing Riley Reef to play tackle, which is fine if it's part of what you're doing. But they're still bad on the interior. They drafted this guy, Jackson Carmen in the second round, who was a tackle in college. They drafted him and said he's going to play guard. And now he couldn't even win the guards, a guard spot, um, you know, out of camp. And so they're basically starting the guys that they had last year. So the offensive line is a big question mark there. Burrow is coming off a major knee injury, so maybe he's better in the second half of the season than he is in the first. But what I love about him is his pocket movement, uh, you know, and, and some of that, I guess, what, what's the football nerdy term? F- functional mobility or whatever mm. uh, people, uh, the Cosells of the world say. And so, you know, I wonder about that. And uh, defensively, you know, I think mediocre at best. Mm given their talent, the coaching staff. I mean, they've won, what, six games in two years? Or less, mm-hmm. fewer, less than that. I can't even remember. I mean, it's a terrible record yeah, over the bad. last two years. Zach, so like they Zach Taylor has, uh, does not have a, a sterling record so far. Right. So, uh, you know, I root for Burrow. I like Burrow. I want him to be in a good situation where he can succeed. But uh, They don't, like, don't do know. anything interesting offensively either. Like, no, yeah. That, yeah, I mean, one of the stats I had was, like, if you look at the, you know, com- expected completion percentage stuff, uh, he was attempting like the hardest throws in the NFL last year. Um, so it's like scheme some stuff up for this, uh, this talented guy. So, uh, I've got the under there. Wow. I didn't realize what time it is. All right. I've got about 15 minutes. That's I what I have okay. too. Yep. Okay. Well, that's fine. We'll, we'll, we can, we can speed through Zach. You're up again. One okay. more time. There's only, okay. uh, seven teams left. Sure. Okay. So I am going with, uh, let's, let's go Vikings under nine and a half. Um, they, they're missing some of the pieces that they've had in the past. There's some, uh, you know, I, I don't think they're the class of quarterbacks of Melvin. Uh, this is, yeah. So I'm, I know I'm, I'm, I'm rambling here, but I, I have some concerns about that. Might have the best defense in football, according to some people. D- defense who's, is going to be playing really corner? good. 
Who's playing corner though? Uh, Patrick. Actually, Peterson Patrick Patrick Peterson. Breeland, yeah, who sure. are not great players, yeah. but uh, Zimmer can scheme it okay. up. Yeah, I think their defensive line and their front seven will be outstanding. Their defense will be really good. Another team where quarterback could miss games, uh, or or could be you know have a plexiglass uniform or helmet or whatever he's going to do. Uh, so I think their offense takes a step back. I also would have gone with the under there. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go under on the Detroit Lions at four and a half. I feel like so much focus is on the Texans as being the worst team in football, and certainly they deserve it, that we're not paying quite enough attention to how bad the Lions are going to be, uh, you know, biting uh, ankles and all that good stuff. Uh, Jared Goff with, like, I mean, what, Amon Ross St. Brown's going to be their number one receiver, like, and the Tyra defense Williams, stinks. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So give me, give me the under on four and a half for the Lions. I like that. Uh, I will. All right. I guess you're forcing me to do it here. I am going to take the fighting Mike McCarthy's over <laughs> nine and a half. Well, you love Listen, it. You love McCarthy. I was, feel, I was in a big spot. I was feeling a lot better about this before hard knocks. <laughs> uh, you know, I already was not high on McCarthy, but my gosh, the mojo moments. I mean, oh just please. Like, really, maybe the mojo just, moments. If you would tell me he would just sit in the locker room during games, I would feel confident about taking this uh, this over. But he certainly could torpedo their season. Uh, the Dak Prescott shoulder injury is a concern. Having said that, I guess there, you know, there is upside with this team where if they can be the offense they were two years ago with Prescott, with this receiving core, even if you just have a mediocre offensive line, not a great one anymore, uh, then I think in this division, you can win 10 games. I think they're going to have one of the worst defenses in the NFL, but um, I, the offensive upside is there. So maybe they can I think, I think 10 and 7. I, I think even with McCarthy, if you like, if if Dak was healthy, I think it's an easy over. I think that's that's the concern that makes it makes it a tough call. Yes, absolutely. Okay, and then I will go with the. Uh, let's have fun and just take the uh, the Texans under here, three and a half. <laughs> I mean, I it's really it's a, yeah. maybe they luck into one, maybe they luck into two, maybe they luck into three. But are they going to luck into four wins with that roster? With that coaching staff. I think you're uh, maybe, right. That's a good maybe, point. Maybe, but I, I have a hard time seeing it. So they're the overwhelming favorite to be picking first in next year's draft. All right. So we've got three left. The Niners at 10.5, the Cardinals at 8.5, the Panthers at 7.5. So one of those. Marissa, who's Marissa's Who is going to be Marissa's be? team in 2021? I. Hmm. I'm going to go. I don't like to do this because I, 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 I've been saying that that Shanahan's overrated, but I think I'm, I think I'm buying in on the Trey Lance experience. Uh, I think he, I think they go to him sooner than later. I think that makes it an exciting team to watch. So, because I don't really care as much about the other two teams, I'm going to go over on the Niners at ten and a half. Uh, my and quick 49ers take is that uh, the stat I've been repeating a lot is that if you look at just when Jimmy Garoppolo is on the field, they've actually produced a top five offense over the last four years. And when he hasn't been on the field, they've had the 27th ranked offense. So it's really a, a terrible, you know, you could really crush them for not upgrading their backup quarterback spot uh, earlier during the Garoppolo tenure because it's torpedoed some of these seasons that they've had. So it looks like Garoppolo's going to, you know, I don't think Garoppolo's great, but I think he can certainly operate in that offense with those weapons, Kittle, Ayuk, Debo Samuel, an older offensive line, a bit of a concern, but still if they're healthy, should be a fine 
offensive line. And so, um, you know, I think Lance is going to take over at some point. I think he's going to be a monster in the run game. So even if he's not great as a passer, I think he's going to be a fantastic runner in that scheme right away. And so uh, I actually would have taken the, uh, what, what was the number above there? 10 and, ten and a half. half. It's oh, a high number. Yeah. Okay. I can't remember. I think I had them at 10 and seven. So no, I would have mm-hmm. probably taken the under. Yeah. There. So I'll, I'll it's th- a high I'll, number. I'll throw my challenge flag here. Okay. And I'm, oh yeah. I'm, you have to. Yeah. I, <laughs> you I'm, have to. I'm on the Trey Lance train like you guys are. I, I love him in that offense. I think he's, he, you know, I, I would take the early shares in fantasy right now in him. But uh, that's th- that's a high number. You're you're gambling on them being at least eleven and six. So yeah, that's yep. that's, that's questions a high on defense too. By the way, their yeah. cornerback situation is very unsettled. Jason Verrett, they're counting on to stay healthy for an entire season. I unsettled think all, is a good word. We all like a D'Amico Ryan. Oh, I'm impressed by their coordinator. Yep. He but uh, but I don't know. Sala like like Sala did it's a great a job exec. of uh, even when they were injured, changing things up. And so uh, you know, I, you know, I I hope D'Amico Ryan's performs well, but I don't think it's like a, the easiest uh, situation there for him. I I would right, go so. Cardinals over eight and a half. They were eight and eight last year. Uh, so you're you're saying that they're going to be under five hundred this year. Uh, they, 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 they do have questions. They invested in like the 2014 pro bowl team. Right. But, uh, unbelievably terrible <laughs> off season, but I, I, I like Kyler Murray. Uh, I, I like their offensive weapons. Um, and you know, I, 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 I think they have talent on, on defense. Like I think JJ Watt when he's on the field is, is going to help you get to the quarterback. I had them last on my list, like the team I did. Like I, if I was picking right. all these teams, I, this would be Marissa's team because I really can't get a feel for them. Uh, either way, you can really talk yourself into either side. If you look at it before Kyler Murray got injured last year, they were a very good offense. But, but even then, it felt like their offense was Kyler Murray does something amazing or he chucks one up for DeAndre Hopkins and he makes a tremendous catch. It wasn't right. like they were in a nice rhythm or scheming things up or he said, wow, they're tough to defend. It was really just your two most talented players playing really well. Then Kyler Murray suffers the shoulder injury. He doesn't run as much. And like the second half of the season, I mean, they were a bottom five, bottom 10 offense in the league. So I have a lot of questions about the coaching staff in Kingsbury. I have a lot of uh, questions about their strategy in the off season, signing a bunch of guys in their, in their thirties to surround, uh, you know, JJ Watt. Yeah. If he stays healthy, I mean, he missed 32 games in four seasons prior to last year. So like the odds are against him staying healthy. AJ green was one of the worst, the least efficient wide receivers in football last year. And they felt like that was their answer to compliment uh, DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, so I have questions about them. Uh, I think they're going to be right there around that number. I don't know. I, I wrote down over if I had a water gun to my midsection, I have them at nine and eight, but not an easy division either. So uh, yeah, if you're uh, expecting the Rams and Niners to both take a leap, then maybe that comes at the expense of the Cardinals, but yeah, could be. So All right, Marissa, Marissa culture, hashtag Panthers. Marissa's Panthers, seven and a half. Matt uh, well, rule. The Eagles going down there in week, uh, whatever it is. October 12th, I believe it is. Week six, I was going to say. How are we feeling, Marissa? I'm actually feeling very good. You know the quarterback very well. Yeah, I'm going to go Sam Darnold 2.0. This is like the rebirth of Sam Darnold. So, And, you know, um, Mr. Shilkapadia has Brian Burns as a candidate for defensive Mm. player of the year. Love a Brian Burns. So I am taking the over on the Carolina Panthers this year. All right. They don't even need to get to 500. Yeah. 
I, I feel very good about this. Um, I, I missed something on our spreadsheet, so I don't really remember who has the Raiders. <laughs> I have it all. I Oh, no, I have the Shield has the under on the Raiders. Okay. Yeah. Well, I was getting a little nervous that I was going to get the Raiders because I was like, that would be a classic, like, oh, my team, you know, the Raiders. But I'm feeling much more confident with the Panthers. So, yes, all right. I'm taking you the You believe and, in the Donald uh, rebirth. And yep. the wide receiver, of course, uh, Maryland's D- own. Yeah, right? DJ, DJ Moore. Of course. Of course. Zone as well. Two of our turtle. favorite players from, from recent drafts, Brian Burns yeah. and DJ Moore. So uh, my case for the Panthers would be that I think their defense could be a little frisky this year. They've Mm. got a lot of like young, talented guys. I mean, they've overloaded these drafts on defense. So Brian Burns, uh, Derek Brown played pretty well for them at defensive tackle last year. Jeremy Chin was a defensive rookie of the year uh, candidate who, you know, in an alternate universe would be in a Philadelphia Eagles uniform uh, there. So he's a very good player. Some questions at uh, cornerback, but of course they use a first round pick on JC Horn. I think last year they just couldn't play man coverage because they, they didn't have the corners. I mean, they've been pretty open about explaining this uh, all off season. So Taking JC they... Horn over Patrick Sertan still weird to me. And over Justin Fields. You can yeah, make the case true. also. Um, so uh, we'll see, but I, I do like, so, you know, I feel like they have some upside on that defense where it could be a frisky unit that uh, ends up playing well. And all of a sudden you're looking around saying they've got a lot of young, talented guys. Uh, I'm concerned about the offense. Uh, I'm, you know, let's see with Darnold. It's not a great offensive line. The weapons are very good. So if Joe Brady is the guy who uh, some think he is, I feel like you should be able to scheme things up with DJ Moore and Christian McCaffrey and Robbie Anderson. Like it's really a, it's really a nice group there. If you can get the ball out of, uh, out of Darnold's hand. So, now, does resident culture, do they have any gluten-free options, Bo? We need to check with your boy. Uh, good question. I'm sure Can they do. we get a beer named after Marissa if the Panthers go over? How about that? I'll have to see what, <laughs> we'll have to see what we can do. <laughs> okay. Hashtag right. keep pounding. Yeah, a lot of options that's here. A good, that's like. good for, for beer, too, I suppose. That would work. <laughs> yeah. I, I, do, I worry that Darnold just stinks. but Sure. He may. It's exciting. We'll, be, we'll, we'll all be following. A lot Big of stuff. people that leave the Jets have a rebirth look at Robbie mm. Anderson so and leave Adam Gase yeah more specifically yeah exactly so I'm, I'm pulling for uh so my when when Darnold was on the Jets my uh little nephew that's uh father is a Jets fan he had a little bear that he called Darnie so I'm rooting <laughs> I'm rooting for Darnie and the I like that <laughs> I like that's fantastic all right. Darnie that's all I'm gonna think about when I see him now <laughs> Darnie all right well that'll do it uh for Darn this it, year's Darnie. Spread your wins and fly draft. Uh, you guys, you guys have places to be. We will be back early next week with our uh, our full Eagles season preview, and then uh, then we turn the page to Week One late in the week for uh, for the preview of the matchup against the Atlanta Falcons. And let us know uh, if you want uh, hashtag uh, National Shield Check segment on this on the pod this year. We'll or segment, I would do a National Shield Check. A segment, yeah. <laughs> Again, too early in the morning for me. Okay. Uh, for Zach, Sheil, and Marissa, I'm Bo. Uh, for Darnie as well. And as always, thanks for listening. And we love you.